0: So last week, we kicked off this brand new series called Discomfort, right? We're looking at the life of Abraham. And we're looking at like, maybe not his whole life, because it's a long story, right? But just snapshots, moments in his life, when we see God use discomfort for him to push him towards the promise, right? This is a really timely word for us as a church, because y'all we are in the the discomfort of COVID-19, right? It is real. And God, I believe that God's still using discomfort. God is calling us out of comfort into covenant to be conduits, right? He wants to pour his blessings through us to the world. And so sometimes you have to leave what's comfortable, right? To live what's possible. Um, as we move along that journey, we're going to see there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of. This moment happens and then I walk a little bit and I'm waiting, I'm waiting and another moment happens. There's a long period to wait for the promise to come true. And so it's fitting that we would do this teaching outside the church doors, right? Because I know that you're just like me. A lot of us, man, we are ready, we're up to here waiting for those doors to be opened again. And it's fitting for us to do this on Mother's Day. You know why? I don't speak from personal experience here, but nobody understands the discomfort of waiting for the promise, like moms. Holy cow, carrying a child for nine months, swollen feet, ankles, the whole deal, like cravings, can't get enough, and at some point, you're just like, I'm done. Again, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just speaking as somebody who has been with somebody who's pregnant, right? Those last couple weeks can be horrible. They can feel horrible, and you're just so ready for the delivery. So this morning, we're going to talk about waiting on the delivery how exactly are we supposed to wait now Wendy and I, we've had two very different experiences with childbirth and I, I say we loosely because I didn't carry the kids right Parker and will came seven weeks early so when they were born to be honest we weren't ready I mean literally she woke up one day and that afternoon we were delivering two children One was three pounds and 14 ounces. The other was two pounds and 15 ounces. We were not ready seven weeks early. Sydney, on the other hand, she was feeling good in the womb, right? She took all the time. And by the time she was born, man, we were ready for her to get here. We were ready for that to be over. I mean, childbirth is different for a lot of people. We we had one mother in our church. She told me that when she was giving birth, literally the power in the hospital went out right now there's a story you're you're delivering you're in the the middle of labor and then the power goes out right when we had the boys what I remember I'll never forget it this southern doctor he pulls Parker out he held Parker up and this is exactly what he said with his southern accent he goes looky here it's a boy I mean he made boy like multi syllables the whole deal when Wendy and I were waiting on the boys to be born we were in a restaurant And we saw this lady and she had twins. And so we said to her, Hey, we're getting ready to have twins. Do you have any advice that you would give us? And her advice, two words. She looked at us and she said, sleep now. Well, we didn't, right? We were busy and trying to do stuff and we thought she was kind of joking, man. She wasn't kidding. We had nine months to sleep, to rest, to get ourselves ready. And and we didn't use those nine months for that. So here's the big idea. Don't waste the weight we're going to see in in abraham's life three three times in his life three dangers he faced where he almost gave up he almost wasted the weight and i don't know what you're waiting for i don't know what promise god has promised you um here's here's some things he might have promised you maybe it's a healing maybe you're waiting on a reconciled relationship right maybe you're waiting on somebody that you love to come to the salvation of knowing jesus christ I don't know what you're waiting for but i do know this that god wants us to see through the life of abraham exactly what abraham came to realize that god is who he says he is and he will do what he said he will do if we avoid these three dangers we'll hang on we'll learn we'll use this time and we won't waste the weight so here we go danger number one is found in genesis chapter 15 verses two through four here we go but abram said "O sovereign lord What good are all your blessings? At this point in his journey, he's been blessed quite a bit. What good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliza, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Listen to what God said. No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Here's the first danger. It's inadequacy. We can start to feel inadequate see abraham was saying like look i don't i don't have enough to fulfill the promise i don't even have a son he felt inadequate and when we feel inadequate we want the promise to come to us and not through us and god said no i'm not gonna bring the promise to you i want it to come through you he wants to give it through us god's promises are always bigger than us his message i feel this every time i preach his message is always bigger than us and the weight of his promise can start to make us feel inadequate and insignificant. We start to look for ways to have it handed to us instead of having it birthed through us. When I was leaving a, a, a salaried position at a church, I was gonna step out in faith and I was gonna start um, preaching on the road for love offerings. And so in my genius brain, I took a man to lunch who I knew had some resources financially And I asked him if he would be willing to invest $10,000 in my ministry. And this is what he said, I'll I'll never forget it. He looked at me, he said, "Uh, well, Paul, um, I think that maybe that's the kind of thing that I would do after you start your ministry. Man, what a lesson, right? Like sometimes we, because we feel inadequate, we start to, somebody just hand it to us instead of God birthing it through us, we wanna rush ahead. But what God wants to do is he wants to develop our faith, y'all. He wants us to grow in our faith. If that man had given me the money, if God had said, you know what, just use your, your servant, if he just handed him the promise, where's the faith, right? Abraham is known as the father of faith because he was put in a position where he was inadequate and he had to trust God. Listen, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul said, my adequacy comes from God. Danger number one is when we start to feel inadequate. A couple chapters later, chapter 16, we pick up the story and we read about his second danger. Verses 1 through 4. This is what happens. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him. But she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, "The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant I know. It's weird, right? Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarah's proposal. So Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian servant and gave her to Abraham as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. Now, listen, here's what you need to know 10 years has gone by from when God said, You're going to have a son and you're going to have a nation now it's 10 years later and he still doesn't have a son now i don't know about you but i'm going to say that the second danger is impatience and when we start to feel impatient listen to this we begin to work god's plan instead of allowing god's plan to work did you hear what i just said when we get impatient we actually take things into our own hands instead of leaving them in god's we start to work his plan instead of letting his plan work and that's exactly what Abraham and his wife Sarah did they came up with their own plan I mean I can relate to this so much because I get impatient just standing in line for a few minutes right Abraham has been waiting for 10 years on a promise and he still doesn't have it and so it makes sense to me that they would start to get impatient they would start to want to take control and do what they think should have already happened look at verse 2 Sarah said Hey, maybe I in the NIV, I can build who's doing the building? She said, Look, I'm gonna do it. Have you ever done that to God? Have you ever said to God, hey, let me help you out a little bit? Or let's go even deeper. Have you ever said to God, Since you're not doing it, God, how about you just step out of the way and I'll make it happen? Second Peter 3 9 says that God is not slow in keeping his promise. There's a reason for the weight and if we rush through it then we waste the weight and that's not what God wants to have happen he wants he wants us to see that he's got a perfect time and we're gonna trust him to fulfill it now one last thing before we move on to danger number three I'm not gonna read it now but Genesis chapter 16 look at verses 9 through 14 and what I love is here's Hagar right she's she's kind of caught up in this mess she's out in a desert and she's she feels like she's far from God and and God meets her there and and here's what I want you to know maybe that's you maybe you are the victim of somebody else who tried to make God's plan work who rushed ahead of God and you got caught up in it and know that God gives grace to the people that had their lives wrecked when we try to force his plan Okay, so to this point, we've talked about inadequacy and we've talked about impatience, right? These are two of the three dangers. These are are things that we'll all start to feel. So if you're waiting right now on a promise, you're waiting on like all this stuff to end, we all feel this way, right? These are normal feelings. The question is, what will we do with it? right so we see Abraham he he struggles a little bit like they gave into some of this stuff and it almost derailed the promise I don't want you or me to do that so here's the third one this is huge right Genesis chapter 17 verses 15 to 18 here's what it says then God said to Abraham regarding Sarah your wife her name will no longer be Sarah from now on her name will be Sarah and I will bless her and give her a son Yes, I will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Now that is a promise. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground and laughed to himself in disbelief. How can I become a father at the age of 100? And how can Sarah have a baby when she's 90 years old? Here's the key verse I want you to get. So Abraham said to God, may Ishmael live under your special blessing can we talk about this third danger listen in one chapter we've just fast forwarded 14 years in their lives so think back at 75 years of age God gave Abraham a promise ten years later Abraham still hadn't received it they got a little bit impatient right and they pushed ahead and Ishmael was born and now here we are 14 years later and God is saying listen I still want to give you the promise and Abraham realizes how old he is, right? And here's what I've learned in my life. Reality can cause insecurity. The reality of what's going on around us can cause us to be insecure. So Abraham's like, how am I going to have a kid? Like I'm 100, my wife's 90. There's no way this is going to happen. The reality says it can't happen. He started to feel insecure and when we begin to feel insecure, we start to look around at things that we know, the things that we can see, the things that we have and we experience. He looked at his at his son Ishmael and he said to God, How about how about if you just let him be the blessing? He was feeling so insecure about what could happen in the future that he started to look at what he already had and said, Could you just bless him? Could you take my mistake and just make that work? And God said, No, because I'm still gonna give you the promise i'm going to still do something i don't want to bless what you've done i want you to trust me for what i'm going to do when we feel insecure we ask god to bless what we've done instead of trusting him to do what he'll do god wanted abraham to trust in his faithfulness to do what he said he would do when he said he would do it and that's exactly what he's asking of me and of you he's asking us to put our security in what we cannot see Hebrews chapter 11 first one says that faith is the evidence of that which is not yet seen he's calling us to put our faith in him whether we feel inadequate whether we feel impatient whether we feel insecure he's saying to us look put your faith in me trust me trust the process I don't know where you are on the COVID-19 waiting scale. I don't know where you are on the when will God finally deliver his promises scale, but wherever you are, he's still asking you to put your faith in him, to trust in him. Isaiah 66.9, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's so um, pertinent on Mother's Day because mothers give birth to children, right? Isaiah sixty six nine, God said this, will I bring you to the point of delivery and not give birth? When I think back to Wendy giving birth to our children I can remember the doctors they would always say the same question they would look at her as she's struggling as she's in pain and they would ask her this crazy question you've probably heard it before if you're a mom they would say do you feel like pushing and it's like um hello I have felt like pushing for the last five minutes the last 10 minutes 20 minutes whatever and they'd say hey go ahead and do it Can I just tell you this? God is not bringing us to the point of delivery and then saying, nah, I'm just kidding, right? He's going to deliver the promise. Give us faith, Lord, to trust you while we're waiting. Give us faith, Lord, to not waste the wait, to not give in to the dangers, but to continue to look for the promise. Listen, here's how we're going to wrap this morning up. Phil and June are gonna lead us in a song that we all know, it's called Give Me Faith, right? And it's perfect for this message because that's what we're asking God to do. We might not know all the answers. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that we don't know all the answers. Things might not happen as fast as we want them to, but what we know for sure is that when we put our faith in God, when we increase our faith in God, even if it's just a little bit of faith, like a mustard seed, and we say, hey God, this is all I've got, but I'm trusting you He can increase that faith, and the more that that faith increases, the more that we do what Abraham did, which is believe God at his word, even as he struggled, but believe him at his word. He says, I'll fill you with faith, and I'll take you on this journey. Whether it's nine months of waiting for a baby to be born, or it's 25 years waiting for a promise, or anywhere in between, God will come through.
1: soft in my heart and break me Your spirit strong in me, and yeah. my flesh may fail. My God, You never will, and I may be weak. Your spirit strong in me, and yeah. my flesh may fail. My God, You never will, and give me faith or trust when You say. I'm
0: for um, our friends right now God who are washing in living rooms uh, in, in kitchens on back porches on front porches all around the city and the county God even in other states I pray right now that they would sense your closeness God that they would know that you are near to them that as they have drawn near to you the Bible says that you've drawn near to them and I pray that they would sense your strength God I think thank you that you're going to do for some of them exactly what you did for Hagar. You see them right where they are. And even if we're caught up in this waiting period, God, we're struggling. When will it all come to an end? You see us and you're ministering to us right now. And I pray a special blessing, God, over our families. I pray for the families at the gathering that you would bless them, God. Use them to spread peace and hope in their neighborhoods. Bring this city back to you we pray in your name jesus amen hey listen thanks for being a part of our service this morning we want to say again happy mother's day to all the moms that joined us this morning and don't forget at the end of this when the when the logo shows and the music fades out you're going to think it's over but stay where you are i'm going to log right back on live we're going to give away six 50 fifty dollar gift cards just our way of saying hey moms we love you we want god to bless you enjoy the rest of your day we'll see you here next sunday